0: I was really led to Exodus chapter 3, and I just want to read these verses. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. And so Moses thought, "'I will go over and I'll see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up.' When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, "'Moses, Moses!' And Moses said, "'Here I am. Do not come any closer,' God said. "'Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground.' And then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And at this Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them This mountain. And Moses said to God, Suppose I go and the Israelites say to them, God of your fathers sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. It was amazing on Friday night, just the sense of God's presence here. Kind of the weight, really, of just God in the room. I don't know if you've ever felt that, uh, just coming into the presence of God and just feeling, just almost like a weight. Just this holy God who is with us, and uh, we are in His presence. You know, it's what we were singing about earlier today, and uh, and I was reminded of this passage. You know, this sense of Moses coming before a holy God uh, to, to, to the point where he, I've got to, I've got to get, get some bare feet going on here. There needs to be something that demonstrates uh, a kind of a, a sense of humility, an act of response to the, to the holiness, the awesomeness of this God before me. Uh, and, and of course, the emotion that we see rising up in, in Moses, quite rightly, is, a, is fear. You know, Moses was afraid. Here he is before the God of the universe, the almighty God, was meeting with him. And actually, that's kind of the right response when we just think about it, you know. If we are confronted by the awesome creator of the universe, of course we should be afraid, But in this incredible encounter, which I'm sure many of us have heard and read about many times, we see an amazing uh, kind of interaction between God and and Moses. God kind of introduces himself afresh to Moses. And and I love what he says in verse 7. He says, look, I have indeed seen the misery of my people. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. And so I have come down to rescue them from Egypt. You know, this holy God, who we have every right to be afraid of, says, no, no, no. I want you to know that I have heard you. And I am concerned about you. And so I have come down to rescue you. You know, so important to be heard, isn't it? In fact, it's one of the worst things when you don't get heard. Those of you that know me well, we'll know that I, I struggle with my hearing a little bit. You know, apologies if I've ever ignored you. I have to say this quite a lot now because it's become a little bit embarrassing, but I'm basically deaf on my right side. And so particularly if you come up and talk to me uh, on my right, just out of my uh, kind of eyesight, I will complete, I will just not know that you're there. And I remember there was a time when I was on a mission trip. We'd been to Russia for two weeks, uh, a whole team of us, and we'd been doing some stuff out there with, with a church there. And we were on the way home after two weeks and we were at the airport uh, and, uh, and this girl who was travelling with us came up to Charlotte, my wife, and, uh, and she said, oh, I don't think Phil likes me. And Charlotte said, well, why on earth would you say that? And she said, well, every time I go and speak to him, he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> and this is two weeks, this is after two weeks, and I felt so bad. Because, you know, we, we want to be heard, don't we? But, you know, our God is a God who does hear us you know this is what we see here in this encounter this holy God you know who who we could consider just could be so far away and just so removed from us but he hears us you know he knows us intimately but it goes further than that because he doesn't just hear us but he cares about us you know I'd, I love that in verse 7 I, I am concerned says the Lord I hear you and I am concerned for you. You know, we remember when Jesus uh, was here walking on this earth with his disciples, he was speaking to them and he said, you know what, I see even all the sparrows and I care about them. You know, I, I know every hair on your head. You know, for some of us that's more than others. But it's an amazing thing, isn't it, to know that God cares about the detail. You know, our God is a God of the detail. He doesn't just deal with us in broad brushstrokes. He doesn't just deal with us as humanity. He deals with us as Jonathan and as Charlie, as Philippa and Phoebe. You know, God cares about each and every one of us. He cares so much that he said, I'm going to come down and I am going to rescue you. And that is what we celebrate when we gather around bread and wine and we remember what Jesus has done for us. We remember the fact that he came down and he allowed his body to be broken and he spilt his blood for each and every one of us because he cares about each and every one of us and he cares about each and every situation that we are going through, each and every relationship that we have. Jesus cares about the details. And my final thought, just from this passage that I felt God wanted us to, just to recognise, is that he then says to Moses, well look, I've come down to rescue you because I am sending you. I am sending you to be a part of my rescue plan for the world. I am sending you. And and of course Moses says, "What? who am I? Moses' response is, who am I? and then we get uh, this incredible conversation that then goes on between Moses and God and there's so much that we could talk about and we've got about 30 seconds now but i just want to acknowledge the fact that God says well he doesn't really answer that question does he when moses says well who am i you're sending me, who am i and what does god says god just says i am i am you might feel like you haven't got the confidence to be a part of God's rescue plan. You know, you might see what's going on in the world and think, gosh, I don't have the words to say. I don't know, the, uh, I don't know how to pray about these things. Uh, you, know, you might look at the incredible stuff that Father Bernard is going to do and think, gosh, I could never go and do that. Yeah, but actually, God's answer to all of that is, well, actually, just, just look at me. Know that I am. You know, I am God. You know, the God who hears you, the God who is concerned about you, the God who has rescued you, and because of all that, you can go. You can go. I am sending you. I'm sending you into your streets, into your places of work, into your schools. You know, I am sending you to be a part of my rescue plan for the world. Well, why don't we just take a moment just to, just to settle our hearts again, just to bring ourselves consciously into the presence of this holy God who is here, who promises to always be with us, to never leave us, and to use each and every one of us for the sake of this world.